Hello, everyone. First of all, thank you to everyone who has reached out about the seventh edition of the I Hate Green Beans book list that was dropped last week. I'm so glad you love it. It's free, it's wonderful, and it's long. Check out the show notes if you have no idea what I'm talking about. Now let's get down to business. Who knew that when Katie sauntered up to Matt James with an adult toy in hand, she would one day be forever memorialized as the 25th woman to hold the title of Bachelorette. She is sex positive, and if you don't like it, you can hit the road, buster. Some guy in Austin and I break down week one of Katie's journey to figure out what floats this woman's boat. We determined it's handsome suitors and very tight-fitting outfits. Anyone who knows how to toss out a sexual innuendo a shaggy-haired brunette with a boyish charm, and a grown man who feels uber-confident in a cat suit. This guy definitely did his homework. You go, Connor. Meow. Hey, everyone. I'm Lindsay, and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 217 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I am here with some guy in Austin, and we have finally reached Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette. Who is Katie, some of you may be asking. I understand. Some guy, why don't you tell everybody who Katie is and why she is the bachelorette? Um, she's the bachelorette because no one else wanted the job. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, she was the very, um, uh, as we've, we're a new term, which I'm just loath to use, but we're going to have to. Uh, she's the very sex forward. Is that the way it's uh, Sex called? positive. Sex, sex positive. positive. Yeah, um, either one, sure. Yeah. Um, she's a very sex positive contestant from last season that um, had a relatively early exit, but made a splash as a voice of reason, as someone that was mm-hmm. mature and had her stuff together. Um, and she also arrived with a, um, a sex toy, which uh, apparently makes some appearances throughout this season, uh, which I can't wait for. And um, that's why she's here. She was also named in connection with uh, Michelle, who yes. uh, I thought would have been a much better uh, out of the gate pick, but, uh, she is apparently a teacher, so she couldn't film right away. Right. So she's coming. She'll, yeah. she'll be here in the fall, but in the meantime, we have Katie and how do you feel Katie looked? How do you feel first impressions for her uh, when we're being introduced to her before any of the guys come? What do you think Katie, how do you think she presented herself? I think Katie is far more attractive in mm-hmm. like jeans and a ponytail. She's like that kind of naturally pretty type of girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think she looks as beautiful as some of the other contestants all dressed up, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I would say the opposite with Tasha, who's very pretty, but I think once you doll her up and put her in a gown, she looks unbelievably fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Katie looks like she's just gotten dressed up, you know? Tasha looks like or looked to me like um, she belonged in the gown. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes and sense. And so I think Katie's appeal is more like, hey, I'm going to throw my hair in a ponytail and we're going to go to a farmer's market all day. But yeah. <laughs> um, she's attractive. Just she's not as traditionally bachelorette attractive in that way of, you know, I'm going to put on sequins and, 
you know, yeah. rhinestone and all that kind of stuff. But no, I, I, th- I thought she, she's got a great personality though. That's, that's, that's apparent. Yeah. She, I thought she looked great in her red dress. I thought she looked <laughs> great on night one. I think you're exactly right in her intro package. What we're supposed to take away is that Katie loves a good laugh. Katie is sex positive because it's 2021 and we should all be cool with everything that that entails, which I'm not really sure what that entails. And that she's also fun loving and she roots for the underdog and she's going to stick up for the people, but she also doesn't really understand what's going on and giggle, giggle. And this is so weird. And I can't believe I'm here. There's that undertone too. The next point I was going to say was she was definitely, um, kind of like you, I think you put it the best. She was kind of giggly and um, Mm -hmm. out of sorts. Uh, She's not used to that attention, I think. And you could see that in her, um, her photo shoots too. Yes. Where she's just like, this is so awkward. Right. (laughs) Um, She's not like your standard Instagram model that just, you know, butt out, you know, knee sideways turn, you know, she doesn't know all that. So I think that's, that's good. Um, We'll see how that pans out as the season progresses. Yeah, I think she probably gained some confidence. Even last night, she gained confidence as she met nervous guys. She sort of stepped up a little bit and tried to calm them down and say, hey, I've been there. I know this is weird. She kept saying that over and over again. This is so weird. She also said, that's amazing, about 75 times. So that's something that we need to. annoying. mm -hmm, That's something that we need to calm down on in future episodes, but I doubt it's going to happen. It's it's the old amazing journey is the new amazing by Katie. So Mm. we'll see. But you mentioned Tasha earlier. As we all know, Tasha and Caitlin, former bachelorettes, are now hosting. I'm going to use that word, hosting. Before they were reluctant to call them hosts because Chris Harrison was kind of over here just hanging out a little bit as he has stepped away from the franchise, according to news outlets. And so Caitlin and Tasha were brought in to take on, again, several news outlets said not hosting duties, but more of a support for Katie, who I thought it was strangely odd that she had no idea they were there allegedly until she turns around after they snuck up on her on the driveway. I thought that was kind of odd that they made that a surprise for her because she thought she was all alone on this journey, but Oh no, we have Caitlin and we have Tasha who have come now. My roommate, Laura last night did notice. She said, Hey, it calls them hosts of the show. And I thought that was weird. Well, as you sent me this morning, maybe about an hour and a half ago, it dropped that Chris Harrison is definitely out of the franchise. He's been removed. There was a big legal battle going on. Do you want to explain a little bit about what was going on behind the scenes? Well, so I did two things because I was um, surprised there wasn't an announcement before the show. I was just curious if they would just get it out in the air, but... I think two things. First, I think they chose to announce it today because they wanted the the ratings bump. You know, they wanted mm-hmm. people to look at the show and get interested, then announce it rather than say, "Oh, I'm not going to watch that because Harrison's not there." That was theory number one. But yeah, uh, apparently, and you and I called this. I think you asked my opinion on it a while back, and my opinion was, I don't think he's coming back because mm-hmm. he lawyered up, and apparently there was a quote eight figure number mm-hmm. that was paid. Um, but it also, unfortunately for him. Um, buys his silence. He he apparently cannot say anything about anything 
uh, without violating that agreement. But he got, you know, at least 10 million, I'm assuming a lot more than that mm-hmm. um, to get out of the franchise. So I don't know. I, I don't know if you want my opinion on it or not. I, I don't want to, you know, get into a political or a cultural war discussion, but I'm disappointed. I thought he was, a, you know, he's got everything to do with the success of that franchise. And um, in light of what's gone on subsequent to the, um, um, the controversial interview with Rachel Kirkconnell, I mean, um, mm-hmm. Rachel Lindsay, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently Rachel Kirkconnell and Mike James have now moved in together and are, um, you know, exploring their relationship. And that to me is something that probably Harrison had a little more insight into when he chose not to speak about the controversy, which is what got him in trouble in the first place. So mm-hmm. wrong place, wrong cultural time. Unfortunately, he's out, um, but he did get a nice little parachute. He did. And I think it's way more than 10 million. I was talking to Laura about this this morning after we read the article because it says mid range eight figure. Yeah. So I, I, I'm saying, I mean, at I'm, least I'm, 10. Of I, mean, yeah, I would yeah. think if I was, if I was his attorney negotiating, yeah. first of all, he's got a piece of the franchise. There's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so that's worth a lot, but right. I would say for someone who hosted and built it for 19 years, I wouldn't take less than double his salary every year for 19 years. That would be Mm. my floor. So, you know, do the math. It's quite a bit Mm -hmm. of money. You know, I did notice, and I don't want to cut you off or hog your podcast, but Mm. out of an abundance of caution, I um, watched the credits last night. Yeah. And he got no executive producer, no creative, no credit at all um, on the credits. So um, that was apparently a done deal before uh, post-production and they're just waiting to announce it. Well, here's my question to you. We we are going into a new reign, obviously, of the franchise. Chris Harrison is out. He had a calming presence about him. We know he was funny. You and I both know that he's a funny person, and he's quick, and he's witty, and he's very dry. You never saw that on the show. You never saw him. Every once in a while, he'd have this funny ha-ha moment but he was really there to ground it and keep things moving forward, I would believe. So with him gone, and here we have Tasha and Caitlin coming in, they did something interesting, I believe, with their, I'm going to say, characters, because the girls, both of them watched through the window as each guy was coming up out of the limo, and they were commentating almost in a funny way, at one point, they're eating popcorn while they're doing it. And I'm feeling like they're trying to inject some sort of humor. Did you get that? Yeah. I, first of all, I thought they were terrible. But it didn't land. Um, exactly. It didn't and, land. And, um, I think both Caitlin, um, is that her name, Caitlin? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tasha both have really good personalities. Like that, they, they were really good on their seasons. And speaking of sex positive, if Caitlin wasn't the precursor to sex positive, I'm not really sure <laughs> I understand what the meaning of the term is. Um, but no, I, it, it fell flat. And, and I, I thought they, they just don't seem to know what they're doing with it. And I yeah. think probably some of the uncertainty created that. They, they weren't on script. They didn't, um, even when they did the, um, you know, say your goodbyes thing, it came off as extremely um, mm-hmm. awkward as if they were stealing someone else's thunder, which right. of course they were, because the only person to say the, you know, I'm sorry if you didn't receive Rose, say your goodbyes has yeah. been Chris Harrison for 25 seasons or whatever it's been. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, I thought it was interesting. I did think it was a smart move to have, um, 
at first I thought it was a smart move to have two people there so they could kind of bounce off of each other. And then last night I was a little bit thinking, I don't know. Did you ever watch Anne Hathaway and James Franco host the Oscars? I mean, that's a bad (laughs) idea. And that that should have been apparent. Um, Do you think there's ever a moment where the guys in there are looking at Tasha and thinking, I'd rather have her than Katie? Yeah. That that feels weird too to me. Because, well, speaking of that, we see Blake shows up. And that was his dilemma. You remember? He yes. was all in love with, um, was it Claire, uh, Claire before mm-hmm. she left? Um, mm-hmm. bu- bullet dodged. And, uh, <laughs> you know, then he gets by Tasha. But yeah, it's, I look, you got 30 single guys that are all jacked up on, you know, suntan lotion and supplements. Um, you know, any pretty girl is going to. Is going to catch their eye. I I thought the whole giggly story girl thing didn't work. Maybe for yeah. Bachelor in Paradise, like you know, at the yeah. end of the show, whatever. It's, it does. You you are absolutely right that Harrison was sort of this um, straight line from A to B between mm-hmm. all of the noise in each episode, and um, you know he had a, a calming and a mm-hmm. you know he steered the ship. So he did. Um, anyway, well, I want to I want to step one one step to the right again before we get into last night. Bachelor in Paradise, it was announced that David Spade is somehow going to be involved. How is that a good idea? He's going to make fun of it. He's going to patronize everybody. He's going to be condescending. He's going to do, you know, the same thing. Is this 1994? How is David Spade relevant? It's very strange to me. However, I also saw that Wells and his fiance, Sarah Hyland from Modern Family, they're going to somehow be involved. Mm -hmm. And and maybe it's not all David Spade. Maybe each episode is going to be a different comedian or something. So it feels like they're trying to funny the franchise up and i i don't know how i don't know how i feel about that I, definitely i think david spade is is wrong yeah. what is happened wrong? to our, our um our buddy emmanuel Acho? i thought he you know i mean yes. he did a good job with a tough interview just give him throw him a softball see I what agree. happens i agree i yeah. agree let him come on the island and see what happens i, I, I do th- however i do think and i'm confident in saying this i do think emmanuel Acho was given a, a role in this episode you know what it is the voiceover. No, oh. I think that was him. Actually, I agree with you. So he was given two roles. The second role was fashion consultant. <laughs> because we're going to talk about some of the suits. I don't understand the Dr. Seuss socks <laughs> with the the clam to your pants and the jacket that looks like. I mean, the button must be reinforced with carbon fiber. In order to not snap with some of these guys. I mean, that looks like the most uncomfortable suit to wear. Anyway, (laughs) go ahead. We were digressing here. There was nary a turtleneck in there. So I'm not sure if Emmanuel was in charge, but maybe. I think one guy in my theory had a quote signature look and it didn't go well for him. So I'm sure we'll get there. Hey, I'm excited. I'm excited. I will say also, we should probably point out they're in the desert and everybody's sweating. Bless it. I just hope that we can get the air conditioner under control or something because inside the resort, you should not be sweating. And they all were. So I'm not sure. Maybe it's because they're all in their suits. I don't know. We'll see. But what I want to do first is it's night one. Night one is all about trying to not even memorize names. You're just trying to figure out who you like because you never know. She had 30 guys and I think she got rid of either five or six of them. So we still have a chunk of guys. But the icebreakers are always 
my favorite thing to see what kind of jack wagony chachi things these guys come up with. What I wanted to do is go through the icebreakers and you just tell me your opinion. That was a good idea. That was a bad idea. That was a bad idea that ended up a good idea. So All you of just, them were bad you, ideas. You just, <laughs> <laughs> you just tell me what you what you think. Because some of them were dumb, and then she ended up liking them because of her personality. So yeah, you got to well, give the guy credit for that. I'm I'll talking give, about Connor the cat. That's right. I'll give you. I'll say two things generally, and then I'll let you do the. Okay, um, tell me. Okay, so um, first is. I'll give everyone credit. That's an awkward situation for yep. anybody, right? Like even the coolest guy can come out and just get tongue tied or whatever. So, so I, I'll give him some leeway, but I think the less contrived that it is, the mm-hmm. better it comes off. Like if you mm-hmm. have this, you know, you're going to rhyme your name or whatever, it, it just doesn't translate. Um, and then the second thing is um, they're edited, you know, so there is a certain amount sure. of, I guess liberty these guys take to make them look awkward when they're in post production and and gearing it up. So with, with those two things, I'm ready to opine on each one. Okay, I'm ready too. All right, the first guy is Michael, and he uh, this isn't any order. This is just me writing stuff down. Is Michael, and he said that there is a watch that he was giving her that was a family heirloom, 200 years old, and said, "Don't lose it." And she's looking at him kind of weird. And he said, I'm just kidding. I'm not a creep. I got that at the airport. He's your one of your top five. Yeah. And he's one of the guys. He's the guy that we you had dug and he's, yeah. a, he's the widower. Yeah. Okay. So I thought in, in in light of that, I thought his opening was really lighthearted. Where he could have come in and said stuff like, I've been through a ton in my life and I'm so mm-hmm. happy. You know, fate has brought me here. He could have gone that route, but he didn't. And so we'll get the sad story later. So I thought while it was a little belabored, Mm-hmm. Uh, he drug it out. He was over explaining the watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, um, but aside from that, I thought it was good. He had an object that wasn't a sex toy um, <laughs> that was sentimental as he described it. And then he turned it into a joke. All three things that Katie would appreciate. Okay. I thought good. it worked. All right. Then we have Trey who arrives in a pickup truck with a bunch of balls in the back of it. And he, Bursts out of the balls and hops out, and he Dumb. says, <laughs> "He says, <laughs> okay." He was in, I thought it was there was a breathing problem for a while. I mean, he took him forever to emerge. Uh, I'm here to have a ball with you, as you can see, because not only are you drop dead gorgeous, you're a baller bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. Um, his biography says Trey loves the harmonica. Maybe he should have stuck to the harmonica mm-hmm. instead of the. Um, the, the veiled but not so veiled testicular references. Um, but he did get a little one-on-one time in the balls later. Dude, which he did. Yeah, so. He's a baller. Yeah. Okay. So I, know, I, I, I thought it was dumb. Okay. Uh, Andrew S., he arrived in a 1920s old-timey car, and he his whole lines to her were delivered in a fake British accent. So dumb. And he, if, if I'm not mistaken, in his lead-in, when they were interviewing him with his grandmother and all that stuff, he was doing an English accent. Yes. Um, I thought the guy had a nice personality. I thought he tried too hard, though. And the okay. English accent thing was weird. But did you notice in his, um, his biopic, he does have a turtleneck on. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He could be our turtleneck guy for the season. You never know. I do like Andrew S too. He is also 
Clay from a few seasons ago, the football player Clay, his cousin. Oh, well, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I um, they they were both. Uh, Clay was a little intense, I thought, but uh, this guy seemed a little more happy go lucky and mm-hmm. um, seemed like he had a shot. She, uh, you know, look, you don't you don't get a lovely woman in a, in a dress to sit on your balls if um, if you don't make an impression. So good for Andrew S. <laughs> I had okay. to. I mean, Maybe I had not. to. <laughs> He started it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Moving on. This guy said, I figure if I'm going to be catching feelings, why not bring a glove? And this is who uh, Stephanie affectionately nicknamed Kanor because his name is C-O-N-O-R, not to be confused with Connor the cat. He's Kanor. He is the former baseball player. We're not real sure Ah. what he does now. So um, I remember sitting on the couch with Mrs. Some Guy who basically said after every one of these before eventually getting up about halfway through, I can't do this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But she can watch the Real Housewives scream at each other in a drunken rage every week. That's beside. (laughs) Anyway. Um, But I looked at her and I said, you know his sister. He ran that by his sister. Like, I'm going to Bachelor. You know, what should I do, sis? And she was like, oh, the glove would be so cute. So I thought – it was, you know, whatever. It was, I, yeah. I was, I thought I was neutral on that, although I thought it was a little cheesy. Okay, here's the next one. Unfortunate. I'm actually going to be brief here, and then Kyle pulls out boxer briefs from his pants. <sighs> you know, Kyle, we both picked him. What, what, what was he thinking? Maybe he'll, again. Look, maybe he'll rally. Um, I, I like how he threw them on the floor in the mansion. Um, when he was yeah, done just with them. get rid of them. I would just get rid of them and pretend it never happened. Yeah. And don't go with like white briefs. Go with like boxers or something playful, you know, yeah. if you're going to do that. I don't know. It, it it fell flat. Okay. The next guy. I hope you agree. I'm kind of a catch. And he's holding a fish. That's the guy down. from Houston. That's mm-hmm. the guy from Houston. Um, what was yeah. his name? Hunter. Yeah. Hunter. Um, weird, you know, Rich kid name aside, um, I thought looking at him in the mansion later, he seemed like a genuinely good dude. You know, okay. you got you got to come up with something, and you know why not a fish? Yeah. yeah, why not? I a just fish? Re- why was it upside down? Was my question. I or and I, I was just glad it wasn't real. You know, yeah. They at or, least had the the after, uh, the, the forethought to not bring a real fish, right? Or otherwise, he would have to carry it around all night long. <laughs> They say home is where the heart is. I drove my home here from New Jersey, hoping you'd be my heart. Jeff, who was pulling up in an RV or a Winnebago type situation. Do you think he really lived there? Or do you think he tried a shtick that backfired on him? Um, He... He looked a little too weird to me, you know, like the whole chest hair thing going. And then he, they got time later. Um, he didn't pull on the surgical salesman, but this is the guy that thinks he's an exceptional lover, right? Right. Yes. In my opinion, anybody that's um, sex forward like Jeff, um, or se- what is it? Sex positive, positive like Jeff. Because <laughs> I would say that someone who announces himself as an exceptional lover would be sex positive. But um, I, I, um, Anyone like that would have to have a place to um, practice his trade um, mm-hmm. very close by at all times. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and say that the Winnebago is legit. Let's move and gay and get it on. You got the healing that I want. Just like they say in the song, till the dawn. 
Okay, this next one. Katie, it's nice to finally meet you. I wanted to make sure I was present for you tonight, but here's a catch. If you want to open your gift, you have to come find me inside, who was James inside a gift box for most of the night. Yeah, I was worried about his health. And then if you notice when he got out of it, there were no like air holes or anything. No. I thought, I mean, it's a little weird. He wasn't sweaty or anything. So I have to believe that that was heavily edited. Um, yeah. I'm not sure he was even in the box when they pushed it up sure. there. Maybe oh, it was sure. just, you know, whatever. Yeah. But uh, it was gimmicky. At least it wasn't. Remember the guy that swam and laps in the mask? Remember that guy? Yes, he had like I a, a Zorro mask on for most yes. of the first three episodes. <laughs> Jeff, I think his name was. Was that no, this guy was Jeff too? Yeah. So. No, this guy is James. No, but Jeff was, I think, the guy in the mask. Or I'm not really sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it, that never works. But I will tell you that I thought he took a lot less grief from the guys than I thought he would over the whole Really? Game. Yeah. I mean, he, okay. you know, no one like came at him aggressively or there's no Chad in the group yet. You know, mm. no one's eating lunch meat and plotting mm. the destruction of everybody else. I have a, I have a potential Chad. I'll get Who's to that, that in a minute. Yeah. I'll get to that in my uh, potential villain. I think there's a Chad. We'll see. I whenever James pops out, I didn't expect him to look so Gatsby. He looked very slick back hair and three piece. And again, it, it looked like they they put these suits on. I don't know what material they're made out of. And then there's like a thing in the back where they put a vacuum and they just suck all the. I mean, you know, you ever seen like vegetables get vacuum dried? I have. Yeah, that's that's how I picture. There's some kind of thing in those suits. Where they just put them on and they shrink for some reason. I don't. I don't. I don't how they get them on. I, well, or keep them on. That's got to look. I, I've I've worn a tight suit before and uh, it's not comfortable. Okay, here's the next one. There was this guy comes up and says, "There's someone in my life and that's been helping me through this time. We're intimate. We're best friends. Shoulder to cry on. This person listens to me. She's actually right here right now. Would you like to meet her in the limo? And you're supposed to believe it's some sort of pet, but it's Cody who brings up his blow up doll named Sandy. It was way too overblown. He should have just gone for it, brought it out, laughed, yeah. throw it in the bushes, and you're done. But you're no, done. He, he drug it out for five minutes. And yeah. at a certain point, she looked bored with it. So, did he get yeah. a rose? He did. The yeah, very I mean, last like, one. I think eight people left. So, you know, you had a better than a one in three chance of getting selected. So, yeah. um, you know. And she had to pick the guy with the blow up doll because she's the girl with the Pavelka that came up. Right. So, she he's trying to mimic her and mirror her in that way. And so, she has to think, oh, ha, ha, that's funny, and bring him on. I think is what she had to do. Then we have the last guy I wanted to talk about, who is Connor the cat, and he um, owned the moment and played into the fact that she's obsessed with her cat named Tommy, and so he just owned it and stayed in character the entire time. Yeah, he did his homework. He did. And um, he went big, and then he actually practiced his cat mannerisms, which I thought was good, <laughs> and um, I also thought it was really funny when he pawed at the door. That was yes. that was good. <laughs> that was very funny. That's committing to the moment. Very funny. And then when she takes his cat half hat off and they're alone time and he's trying to lick his paws and fix his hair. I thought that was funny too. Let me tell you, Connor the cat went in and got a pretty serious makeout session, enough that his, you know, black 
eyeliner smudged cat nose ended up all over her face where she had to go to makeup afterwards. And when he pulled away and saw that his cat makeup was all over her, they just sort of leaned into it and thought, well, here we are. Let's just make out for another 10 minutes. And she loved it. Yeah, it was pretty aggressive for a first sesh, as they say, as the, as, the, as the millennials say. But um, yeah, I mean, look, he he didn't get the first impression, Rose, but I, I, I think that's incidental. I think she liked the other dude better because let's face it, the guy that she gave it to, I think, even though his hair is kind of dumb, I think it was physically more attractive than Connor, but Connor has that goofy factor. And mm-hmm. uh, I would say he was a solid number two to getting the first impression, Rose. But yeah, I, I mean, agree. look- well, look, you answer me. What would you rather have? The first impression, Rose, and a pat on the back or a massive makeout session that requires yeah. uh, makeup you know, revision before you yeah, get back on camera? that's very true. And she even said, Katie, whenever she goes and gets the rose, and she ends up giving it to Greg, who the most memorable thing about Greg is, like you said, his doofy hair, but also he's just extremely nervous and wants to impress her and just can't believe he's there and can't believe she's there. And they fall into this natural chemistry. And so as she's handing Greg, the who who was very normal in his icebreaker, just essentially saying, I'm extremely nervous. And I thought I was going to really, cry. Yes, I'm really <laughs> like glad it's you. We yeah. got that a lot last night. A yeah. handful of guys saying, I'm really glad it's you. But as, as Katie is handing him the first impression rose, she says with her mouth and her words, I hope this gives you some validation. Yeah. Here's the other thing I want to do. It's a test real quick. You have to tell me if this, these are, these are a few more icebreakers. You have to tell me if this was a true icebreaker or if it's a made up icebreaker. Are you ready? Okay. Can't wait. Okay. Here, here's what this person may have said. This past year and a half has been tough. With all the pinup stress and frustration, I would just stroke and stroke and stroke it yeah. out. Um, again, very real difficult. or not real? That's real okay. because I was offended. <laughs> it's it's really really difficult, um, really really difficult for me to um, have to admit that I'm so embarrassed. I need to stand up and walk away from the couch. <laughs> However, there were several times last night when that happened, and this was one of them. It was a yeah. th- was that the guy in the maroon suit, or was it one of the it other guys? It was Justin, our artist friend. Yeah, he was, and all he had to do was show her the rose art. That's all he had to do. Well, he did later, and remember, he was kind of cheesy about it, saying, "Yeah, just one more final rose that needs to go in this in the middle." But he's very talented, is he not? You saw how pretty those roses were. But he, let me just point out. Besides Connor the cat, who got a big time makeout sesh, and then Greg, who got one because he had the first impression rose, Justin was the other one she kissed. Yeah, I mean, you know, good for that guy. But yeah. um, I guess you know the, he got paid up for the effort. And again, some of that stuff, I, I don't know. He didn't. He didn't really doesn't look like the struggling artist, does he? No, he doesn't. He's not. He does it on the side. I forget what yeah. he does in real life, but yeah, he does that on the side. All right, let me tell. Is this real or is this not real? Here's the second one. I don't know if there's a genie in here, but I'm hoping we can rub one out together. Um, I would have thought that was good, um, but I think that is actually true. Didn't one guy have a genie thing? I don't that know if that's what he true. said. That is very true. That is exactly God. what he said. I mean, look, I get you know. I guess if you're going to go that route, she did show up she with. Did. 
you know, a, a sex toy. So, yes. you know, she's sort of courting that behavior. In fact, I was really surprised that it wasn't more prevalent last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe they just edited it out because it was too much. But, sure. um, you know, sure. a lot of those guys, I mean, give me an opportunity to do a <laughs> joke. Come on. I'm taking it. <laughs> you can be <laughs> in the box. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> That would be money. Instead of that, the present guy, <laughs> he just comes in with like the, the Timberlake thing and he's like, hey, I got a present for you. <laughs> First you get a box. Cut a hole in that box. Yeah, well, listen. That would be that would be an example of you know you're just going all in. You know, That's first right. it doesn't matter, doesn't matter what your right. hand is, you're just okay. going to play it. I think the I think the okay. Here's the third one. Tell me if it's real or not real. I hope you come to the right conclusion at the end of this. I know it will be hard. My mm -hmm. tongue could go on for hours. So enjoy this and have a great time. Yeah, that was I can't remember who it was, that but was that was laundry with a Q. Yeah, and then he did like all the the, the Q. Q U words yeah. or whatever. Oh god, and Which that I was, thought was smart to help her remember his name and how you spell it. And then he just got in the ditch, and I thought, see, well, here's what the are deal. Doing? Listen, it's one thing to like remember his name, but it's another thing to remember it positively. Exactly. You know, like like she's either thinking like, oh, Quandry's cute, like maybe Q U T E. Exactly. Um, or she's thinking. It's a quandary why this guy's even here, you know? <laughs> I think the latter was the case there. He drug that out. And you could tell she didn't get it because he didn't tell her his name until the last sentence. Right. And so right. she's like, what is this guy talking about? Yes. And she gets distracted. What in this world? Yeah. So if you had to pick one of the icebreakers to do, which one would yours have been? Me, personally? Yeah. Um, I, I can't, I couldn't bring myself to do the cat suit. Although I thought if, if you're going to do a cat suit, that's the way to do it. Yes. Um, I didn't understand again. I don't understand the colorful, you know, Dr. Seuss socks with the super tailored suit. Yeah. Um, and so I would have definitely made sure that my, my, my cuffs, not my cuffs, my, my, the bottom of my pants, um, touched my shoes. Okay. And my, 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 um, are you ready for my icebreaker? I'm ready. Hi, my name is some guy in Austin. You look lovely tonight. There you go. I'll see you in there. <laughs> 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 Do you remember she said to one guy, Ooh, he looks like my ex-boyfriend. Yes. You know what? Uh, that uh, was that was Greg, the first impression uh, rose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, 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 I do remember that. And so that he'll go far. Well, he'll either go far or he'll get yeah. nailed. He's one of my favorites, though, I think I picked. Who yeah. was the who was your biggest surprise? Who like caught a, you off guard? Yeah. In a and good thought, way or well, bad way. Yeah, in a good way. Well, we can do both, but in a good way where you thought, well, look at you. Yeah. I thought um Aaron, was he the guy from the San Diego kind of, I, don't, I couldn't tell if he was like Hispanic or he might've been like, he, no, he might've been. he did not no, impress you. I'm I, telling I don't you right He now. impressed me, but he, he seemed to have a good personality. Um, no. I'm trying to think, I'll tell you, do you want me to go negative and with two negatives? 
Yeah. So the semi-negative guy who I think has a really good chance to rally okay. is Brendan, the firefighter trainee from Toronto. Okay. All right. Stupid hair. He looked. He did terrible. the hockey. He did the yeah. hockey in the front yard. And he kind of looked like really uncomfortable in a suit like he'd never worn one before. Right. Um, but he seemed to make her laugh. The guy seemed to rally around him with the hockey thing. Yeah. So he, he surprised me in a good way, but um, I, don't, I don't know. The jury's still out on that one. Okay. Carl, the um, the speaker, the, the motivational speaker, I think that guy's going to snap. Okay. He's who I have as most yeah. annoying. He's going to snap. I mean, it was clear he to him that he- not keep his right. mouth shut. Yep. He had he was, an opinion about everything. And I noticed that he was like the first guy in front of the camera every chance he got. You know, like even in the group setting, he would jump out and be like, oh, yeah. hey, what's this? A box? Exactly. You know, like, oh, or, get out of the shot. We just really need to make sure that we have time with her. And it, he was just right. like the, he's the commentator and it drove me nuts. But they yep. also talked to him a lot. He had so much airtime and he was so annoying. I'll tell you my biggest surprise in a good way was Thomas. He's one of your top five. He was first out of the limo. And let me just say, Thomas does not look like the Thomas on the bio. Thomas out of the limo did not look like Thomas in the bio. So much so that I thought, who's this guy? I didn't even recognize him. Yeah. I, you know, you're right. I'm looking at the bio and he definitely doesn't look like his deal. This is the guy that um, admitted to the Ed Hardy shirt. Yes. And um, he also admitted that um, uh, his favorite flower is a sunflower. Yeah. So, yeah, he was fine. Um, he's a real estate broker, you know, so normal freaking job um, yeah. makes a living. Um, he's 28. How old is Katie? 29, 30? I would say 29 or 30, yeah. Yeah. I will say also that Thomas is tall. And it made me think when he first got out of the limo and he introduced himself to her, I thought, is Katie a tiny pocket person? Is she miniature? And then... Todd looked it up. He researched it and she's five, six, which is not short. Yeah. So he's so a big dude. Thomas is a big guy, but I just, yeah. I, I liked his personality and he felt uh, real and normal to me. Yeah. You know, you know who just offended me in, in a bunch of ways hmm. was Mike, the gym owner. How? You remember him? Um, well, first of all, he had, well, no, he had the, I think one of the most ridiculously fitting suits. Okay. Um, and then he had the shirt open with the the, cross. Seen the, one, the chest hanging out. Yeah, uh -huh. with the cross. I just that didn't work for me. And then seeing the previews, he apparently is a crier. Yeah, there and are he's a lot a, he's of criers. A, and he's a he's a virgin, which is you know that's fine. Um, but <laughs> on this show, they make Why? that seem. I know. Why? Well, not just that, but they just make it, you know, it's portrayed to be like this awful thing, you know, yeah. even though it's like wink, wink, uh, oh, we respect you for being a virgin, Mike. And then they just exploit him to the point where apparently he cries every episode. <laughs> so, yes. Um, yes. I don't think we're in for a Colton situation though here. Mike seems like a, you know, he seems like a legit right. kind of focused guy. I don't yeah. think he's He'll struggling. He'll have to eventually remove himself from the situation because- yeah. Um, well, or, he doesn't mind that she's sex positive, but well, he would just like her to remain sex positive within the within the marriage right. contract. He, he thinks he doesn't mind that she's sex oh, positive. He totally oh, is right. going to flip out because she's he, sex positive, right? Because there's going to be a date where the three Katie and we we already know that she's sex positive because she's announced it. 
Um, and then uh, clearly Caitlin, I mean, she's just shameless for God's sakes. Um, remember her season? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she was like an on-ramp for God's yeah, sakes. We heard things through the microphone. That's right. And then Tasha, look, she, she's just going to join in in the fun. There's going to be a date with three of them where they just exploit these guys for um, however, um, you know, like taking the shirts off or um, what was the one last season where they had to talk about Remember, remember they had to do some kind of monologue about sex or something. Oh, do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. They're going to do that. And then Mike's going to lose it because A, it violates his faith. And B, mm-hmm. you know, he's just super uncomfortable with it. And yeah. C, look, it's kind of hard to talk about sex when you got no frame of reference. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's like, what'd you see on, um, you know, the PG-13 movie your mom let you watch when you were, you know, 15. So um, I feel sorry for Mike, um, but mm-hmm. I thought that the whole chest open with the thing and the stupid fitting suit didn't do a lot for me. Yeah. Mike is in my top five and yeah. I was, I was having to maybe rethink that. I was, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking no, if I should rethink it. I think based upon what you, what you know and what you saw in the guy, totally legit like this one that he's going to rise to the top. He's confident in himself, all that, but that's not how that looked in the preview last night. Exactly. He did not exactly. look like a guy that was secure with anything he believed. Let me tell you who my most, my biggest surprise from um, a knowing standpoint or from a negative viewpoint is who you mentioned a few minutes ago, Aaron. He's the guy who all of the sudden we see him in a confrontation with Cody and he's saying, I don't like you, man. I just don't like you. And Cody's saying, what are you talking about? I barely even know you. Just you know get what, out of my face, I, man. Yeah, I just want to I wanna, I wanna just disclaim what I said earlier because I mistook him for another dude. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, now Good. that I remember that, I agree with you. That was he could be one of the alphas. Yes, that, yeah, and he's can't. definitely that. And, you know, yeah. they put him beside each other in the row ceremony. And uh, so they're going to get into some sort of stupid fight for no reason who do you think had the biggest win last night um connor i do too i will say that we have a bracket this year again with last night's game and i and i was dumb enough to put jeff with the winnebago on my list too because i thought he's some he's some wow outrageous factor that they're gonna let slide in because he's that way but she did not she shut that down last yeah. night sent well, him home in his winnebago and i think that we <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to go sell skin. Just go sell skin somewhere um, it, else. It puts the lotion in the basket. Blah, and, blah, yeah. blah, anyway, blah. Um, but the other thing I think I, I, I um, uh, agree with you on is that it's a lot harder to pick because there's while there's a lot more diversity of you know race and background mm-hmm. and all that stuff. There's a lot less diversity in these guys um, in the bios. You know, they're all sort yeah. of in the same wheelhouse, give or take a couple, but. Um, you know, there's not some alpha male Chad that's, you know, a former yeah. gym trainer, another guy that whatever. There, there's no extremes this season as far as I can see. Now, granted, um, the house will bring that out as the psychological experiment begins and sure. we'll be able to see who's who. But night one and through the bios, this was a hard season to pick. You'd mentioned that we it shows Blake coming back, which I, I, I don't know how I feel about that. He's just perpetually coming back. I think he is... He is versatile, meaning if they need him to be funny, he can be. If they need him to be serious, he can be. If they need him to cry, he can be. And he's very emotional and he loves the I need him to shave does. his beard is what I need him to do. Uh, I don't know. But he, he does the say anything moment where he's holding up the boom box. And I just think, do, do these people even know what that is? Is it too, are we, are, are we too old for that? 
yes. pop culture reference. That movie, let me guess. If I had to guess, say anything came out in 1988 or 80, 80, 87 or 88. Okay, I'm looking it up. 89. Close. 89. There yeah. you go. Yeah, 32 years ago. And uh, I believe that's on the, uh, the, the long end of most of these guys' <laughs> lives. So the only guy that was alive was the widower. <laughs> that's true he I mean, was he was two <laughs> well let's let's just put that in yeah let's what, what year were you born 75 75 yeah okay so can you name one movie that came out in 1944 nope <laughs> <laughs> did they have movie pictures back then exactly <laughs> Okay, also in the coming attractions, because you know, I, we watch and stop and watch and pause and watch and try to figure things out. She she steps into Andrew S.'s arms. You know, he's the one with the British accent, who's Clay's cousin. And you hear, I love you, murmured. Now, again, in a female editing, voice. In, in a, a female, female voice. voice. Is it real? Is it not? We don't know. But that, you know, shows me Andrew S. goes far. And there was also a lot of crying, as we mentioned earlier, lots of men crying. There were even lots of bros hugging bros. Mm, I believe somebody, yes, I believe somebody is going to remove themselves from the competition. Uh, At one point, she's just gutturally crying, saying that she's heartbroken. And then at the end, she says, someone get me a flight home. I'm leaving right now. And we do know for a fact that the season wrapped a week earlier than what it was supposed to. Yeah, controversy. Um, I thought the other thing that comment that struck me, and again, this is my trained bachelor watching eye. Yes, you're a master. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It just I had I had a one thing I've learned is that these edits, the way the way that they portray these people and the comments they make, it nothing's by accident. You know, they're not they're not gonna there's a plot that develops and that develops early and there's hints, right? We've always go back and say, remember when so-and-so said whatever, and that that makes total sense? Yeah. Andrew S. said that his English accent is a big part of his character, that he's, you know, sort of lives in that. And it may lead me to believe that maybe he's got a duality thing going on. She falls for it, and then the, you know, the emperor has no clothes. I don't know. That's a theory. Not really, who he think who we think he is, right? Or maybe there's an English girlfriend, or mm-hmm. maybe there's um, uh, someone at his turtleneck shop that he's fond of that he left ten days before he came out to the resort, but he's still quote there for the right reasons. Okay, we don't know, do but it's got, it's got to be something like that because, um, you know, the the, the uh, proverbial <laughs> doesn't hit the fan like that unless something really big happens. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> I and, probably could and, say that a little more. No, I know um, exactly what you mean. I know, yes, I know exactly what you mean. And there's just too much guy crying too for something like you There's say, a lot of guy crying. crying. It's not like, you know, sniffle, crying. sniffle, like I got my own thing going on. It's no, like balling. Big, big tears. This is, what happens, this is what happens when you give everybody a trophy their entire life. <laughs> I mean, this is this is exactly what happens to twenty five year old guys who've been told they can't lose their whole lives. They cry on national TV in their tiny suits and their their Dr. Seuss socks because they don't get what they want. Well, okay, I see it. I mean, that, get out of my driveway. Yeah. <laughs> 
Get out of my lawn. <laughs> Take your Winnebago back and sell your skin somewhere That's else. right. Okay, top five. And cut your hair. What? <laughs> cut your hair off. Be a man and stop wearing a cat suit. Okay, your top five. When we first went through Katie's bios, when we didn't know anybody and anything about anyone, and, and the first time in I Hate Green Beans history, you and I picked three of the five. That yeah, that was, and, and that was a complete, I just want to stress that that was a completely blind pick. Like yeah. we didn't, we didn't talk about any of it before. Um, so two of them were great picks. We both picked Greg, who was the first impression yep. Rose guy and Justin, who was the artist guy who got mm-hmm. one of the kisses. Yep. And then we both picked Kyle who did the brief thing and then you never saw him again. Yeah. So did he get a rose? He did. Okay. So he's through. He's through. Then you picked Michael, the widower, mm-hmm. and Thomas, think- the first one out of the gate, who I was impressed with in yeah. a James Bond kind of way. So I think if I'm Would looking you keep at- your five. If I, yes, here's how I'd rank them in order of importance last night and, and I think how Katie would see them. Number one would be Greg. Um, I think number two would be um, Michael. Number three would be Thomas. Number four would be Justin. And number five would be the one I haven't mentioned yet. <laughs> okay. Kyle. Kyle, yeah. yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, him. Um, I lost my, my train That's of thought. Right. Anyway, but he, here's the guy that we were absolutely right about. The, the guy that looked like Dave Navarro, Brandon, the auto mm-hmm. parts manager. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He, that guy, I mean, mm-hmm. the hair, I can't even... I, I can't even articulate how stupid that guy looked. I know. He rode up on a scooter. Yeah, and he's an auto parts manager. You think they would have given him the, the vintage Harley. car or, Har- <laughs> yeah, or something with auto parts in it? They give him a moped? You know who else we were right about? Gabriel. Now, now we were saying refresh my memory exactly. We were gonna, we were saying he might be Chach Factor, but he's the one who's the entrepreneur that had a Bennett vein about oh, him. Oh yeah. But he said Let's just breathe together. And he hugged her and then he wanted to inhale and exhale as he hugged her. Yeah. It's super duper creepy. I thought he might have been like a chiropractor because there was a back crack thing. And even like I have my um my uh closed captions on and it said back cracking when he was <laughs> hugging her. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if I recall correctly, uh, Gabriel is the guy. And this, I could be wrong about this. I believe he is the guy that doesn't understand athleisure. Mm, he is. Yes, you're right. Okay, so that's pretty good memory. So, so, guys, he doesn't understand guys running around or w- women running around in like Lululemon that are just running errands. Is that what exactly. is that athleisure means? Yes, he doesn't understand why you would never wear a suit all the live long day. My top five were, as you had, Greg, Justin, Kyle. Then I had Mike in there, the virgin. And then I had Connor the cat, which I was pretty excited about. But Mike is Mike and Kyle are kind of my meh right now. Yeah. And I would I would like to put Andrew S in there somewhere now, like as an mm. alternate or something. Cause I think he's going to go far. I think that's probably legit. And I would, if, if I were to take my top five, um, I would substitute Kyle and, and kick him out and put in Connor, the cat. I think yeah. he's riding the wave. Now look, that wave is either going to crash on the beach with him under it, or, you know, he's going to emerge like, um, you know, Halle Berry in that James Bond movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he did look, he's, I that always surprised me because we're going to have some kind of shirtless thing go on. 
Um, but he appears to be one of the less physically gifted guys as far as build and muscles and stuff go. Okay. Um, but you get along with personality with that, you know, she's a, she's a personality kind of girl. And I think this goes to how I mentioned earlier, she is not, Katie is a person that would walk in a room and you'd say, oh, she's attractive, but she's not an Emily Maynard where, you know, guys are just going to roam over there just to get a look at her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that to be mean, but, um, I think Katie relies a lot on her kind of quirky, cute personality and her sense of humor. And I think that's what she saw in Connor B, which is why she thought she got the whole cat thing. She thought it was funny. So yeah. um, if I had to substitute one, I'd kick Kyle out and I'd, I'd put Connor B in. Do you think that Co- Connor the cat's going to be friend zoned? No. no. I, th- I think okay. I think she totally digs it. He's he's not Evan, you know, and she's not mm-hmm. Carly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just, I don't see that being one of these situations. Okay. Did you, do you have any feeling, did Marty get a rose? I didn't get Marty. Marty did not get a rose. The dancer with the big, huge earring. Yeah. What kind of dancer is he? That's what was my question. I'm going to say carnival. Because <laughs> of the big, huge earring. <laughs> Fair enough. Yo, it's about that time to break forth. Hey, thank y'all for listening. I wanted to let you know that we have a bachelorette bracket together with the amazing folks over at last night's game. I've left a link in the show notes so you can check it out. It's super fun, super easy, and takes about 30 seconds to fill out. Come join the fun. And if you'd like to read a recap of the premiere episode of Katie's season, head on over to IHateGreenBeans.com for years and years and years and decades of content. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to subscribe and to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans, and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever.